My name's Tomo and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube. But this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening and let's crack on. My name is Tomo and welcome to the 2023 US Grand Prix pre-race chinwag predictions on time early actually early if anything where are you non-believers eh where are you roll intro thank you all for joining me welcome to everyone watching live here on youtube hello uh julia dimmy jorge david iconics emerson uh first spec mason david dimmy norbert danny astra tim julia henry Generic Millennial Famke, Road Rage Jergo, Hergo, Lane K, Damien Comrade Rupert, Dre David Chia, Nice Person, Pony Translator, Spectre, Dashing Fox. Welcome everyone who's live. Welcome to everyone who's watching this after the fact on YouTube as well. I don't have your name on a live chat, but you are you are equally welcomed. And everyone who's a couple of these, right? You you can't see what I'm doing if you're audio only, but I'm flicking my ears, right? If it's just your lugs listening to this one, um, ear lugs, lugs means ears. Sorry, I know I know we get a bit lost in translation sometimes. Um, but welcome, everyone. Thank you all for coming. And just like always, whenever there's a week away from F1, these streams feel a bit, feel a bit weird, you know, when there's not like a, there's a race off, so a weekend off, sorry. So there's like, there's a bit, it's a bit, it takes a get a bit of uh, getting, I feel like I need to do one every week. Do you want to see a stream every week, regardless of whether there's a race or not? I guess it depends if there's something to talk about. But then I can always find something to talk about. It's like when the races are a bit dead, I actually end up talking for longer. You know? That's actually the... <laughs> that's the reality of the platform I've cultivated here on YouTube. But yes, thank you all for joining me wherever you are in the world. We are going to talk all about Austin. The Austin Grand Prix. But again... Spotify, Apple Podcasts, audio only. If you want to check me out just for your ears, please do so. The audio num only numbers are creeping up, actually, which is which is quite cool. Um, I don't really know how to, to grow the audio only side of things, but hey, listen, just if, if, if you, you watch wherever, wherever, right? I do, wherever, whenever, right? It's up to you. It's entirely up to you, okay? It's entirely up to you. So... We're in Austin. First of all, actually, you're going to start with a poll, right? We're going to make this a poly stream, okay? Holy poly. We're going to make this a very poly stream. Um, what do you make of the Austin GP circuit? Um, we're going to give you all four options. Uh, banger, decent, mid, or shocker. I mean... <laughs> For me, it's a pretty, there's a pretty good consensus around this track, considering it was, what, 2012 the first time we came to Austin. And it's very much a, kind of a Frankenstein track in a way. Um, it's got elements of other tracks that have been le lent on to create this, but that's not a bad thing because it's typically good parts of other tracks. And also that run up to turn one, very unique because you're so uphill, you can get on the brakes super late. And as we saw last year, things can happen. Things can happen around this track. Round 19 
Austin. To anyone who's out there this weekend, anyone in chat? Is any anyone any one of you at the race this weekend? Um, obviously, I know plenty of of Americans watch. This isn't a great time if you are in the US. Of course, it's midday in the UK, so I'm sure most of you are asleep. But um, this is right up there for me. Like I have to go to this Grand Prix. There's, you know what? Like there's there's a bunch that I'd like to go to, but I'm not gonna lose sleep if I never go to, you know, most I would say that I haven't been to already. I'm like, eh, like, I would love to go to, but, you know, Austin, Suzuka, Interlagos, Albert Park, just because I love you, I love you Aussies. Um, just atmosphere-wise, Singapore would actually be, to be fair, actually, I think I'd like to go to most of them. I'm just going to list every single Grand Prix track. But no, Austin's right up there. I just feel like the vibe in Texas. I've never been to Texas before and I love it. Um, Vico, you're heading up today. Nice. Nice. Hope one day. Well, look, and again, maybe one day we can bring these streams from, the, I mean, look, we did that with Miami last year, didn't we? With Eight Sleep. Helped me out, actually. Funnily enough. Funnily enough. Check the, check the Eight Sleep hat. Um, when I did my Miami post-race from Miami, which is pretty sick. So hopefully in the future we can do a bit more of them. I'd love to be able to do that with these streams. I would love to be able to do that more often. But um, yeah, basically the non-European ones. Basically, David, basically. You're right. Armin, you're headed there now. Very nice. Very nice. Um, and yeah, look, for sure, again, having been to Miami and experienced that spectacle kind of in person and obviously watched the race on the TV, like, you know, Austin's the one I really want to go to. Vegas is like, ugh. To be honest, like, I don't know. It would be cool to experience, but it's one that, like, I've been to Miami once. I'm not interested in going to that race again, um, unless it was, like, some paid-for opportunity, in which case, of course, I'm going to go. But, but like, I'm not going to, you know, put money in my own pocket to, yeah, put my hand in my own pocket to pay for it. Whereas, like, Austin, I might have to do that next year. We'll see. Thank you, Jason, for the four ninety nine. Tomo, I'm at the Houston airport heading to Austin while watching this stream. Love this channel and your content, Jason. Thank you very much. Safe trip out there, buddy. Houston to Austin. It's, yeah, it's a flight, isn't it? it? Actually, you forget how big Texas is, man. Like People forget how... like We can't really look at the US like a country. It's more like a continent. So, you know, is what it is. But yeah, Austin... I'm gassed to be back for this race. And, well, look, last year, last year was interesting, wasn't it? Max did win the race, um, as he typically does, but quite a lot went on. What were our biggest memories, chat, from uh, from from last year's event where Carlos Sainz put it on pole, George Russell took him out. Um, Max had a really long pit stop. Fernando and Stroll had their incident where Fernando somehow managed to get to the end. Um... Vettel led a lap, Evan. Did he? I don't remember that. There you go. Vettel, Vettel, uh, Vettel led a lap. Russell Blymead. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was quite the quite the shocker. It's kind of. This was one of those incidents that contributed quite significantly to George's uh, crash happy reputation. Let's just uh, let's leave it at that. And yes, I am wearing my um, my my Tommy. Lewis Hamilton baseball jersey because well a it's Austin so baseball America. Um, also, I just to be honest, I d didn't actually think of that before I put it on. I was just like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna wear this today. 
Um, I'll be real, I forgot. To be fair, Road Rage, I, I watched the highlights earlier just to refresh my memory. Um, I say watched, I like breezed through them just to remind myself of, um, so you're not the only one, Road Rage, don't you worry. Red Bull were crown constructors, they were indeed. They were indeed. Um, but yeah, so look, last time was interesting. We had a little bit of a Verstappen-Hamilton uh, scrap as well that was quite interesting. Wasn't there a, a battle right at the end? Involving like Magnussen, I seem to remember. Or am I thinking of, I don't know, maybe I'm just making that up. I, f I feel like there was some kind of battle um, involving Kevin Magnussen. Yeah, last lap Vettel and Magnussen, that's it. That's the one. Didn't Vettel, Vettel got him, didn't he, or something? I can't, oh, that, that, that was good. I, I remember that being good. Um, but there. There we go. There we go. Yes, unable to wait. Look, this is actually working out all right, this Austin race, for, for, for us in the UK anyway. I don't mind evening races, actually. Um, it's going to be, what, 8pm, I think, start, uh, UK time, this race in Austin. So, um, well, it's all right for me. Obviously, last lap this weekend on Sunday. Um, make sure you check it out. Oh, also, um, before we get on to the, uh, the meat and bones of this, I'm just going to go back to the main screen, which you're going to see my wonderful intro again. But if you haven't checked out my latest video where I give a comprehensive reviews, reviews, review of these bad boys, Alex Albon's trainers, check it out afterwards. Maybe just open up another tab. Maybe you can, you know, or just, or... Just open it up in a tab, play it in the background and mute it, and then I get watch time. Hack, don't tell YouTube that I told you to do that. Um, but yeah, check out that video. I put that out yesterday, if you haven't seen it already. Um, cool, right, back to, back to the overlays. Let's remind ourselves of where we are looking, where we are sitting in the driver's standings after... Mm, that number should be 18, shouldn't it, of 22? And that should be 18 of 22 as well, right? Um, whatever, doesn't matter. 433 points, Max Verstappen. He is the champion, as we know, by many a number. Many a number over Checo Perez. 30 points between Perez and Hamilton. 30. Not an insurmountable gap by any stretch. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo is back this weekend as well. So a good chance of him getting above P22 where he is on in the standings, um, should I say. And yeah, big points for Bottas, a couple for Joe as well uh, last weekend, which has put Alfa Romeo in a bit of a better position. And thank you, Alex, for the 199. Look forward to Lance Stroll's flying lessons again. Stroll was actually... Am I right in saying that last year Stroll was actually having an alright race until he then moved so late on Alonso, which then caused that what should have really been a terrible accident, but somehow just through luck and car control from Fernando. Was Lance having an alright race? I'm sure he was actually having an alright race uh, this time last year. Um, he started P4, didn't he? Yeah, I seem to remember he was, yeah, he was doing all right. And then he kind of ruined it. I, I remember at the time being like, oh, yeah, like finally there's something I could positive say about Lance. And, and then that happened and it all went wrong. 
So yeah, you know what? Yeah, P3 lap one after the crash. There you go, David. Exactly. So um, yeah, you know what? There's a chance this weekend. Maybe Stroll will turn things around. Maybe he's had a good, uh, had a stern talking to from the FIA and probably his old man as well. And uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Any Lance fans out there, you've got to hold on to some kind of hope because it's uh, it's not good. Um, so they're the driver standings as they stand right now. Um, constructor standings. That battle for P7. That battle for P7 is not over yet. Not by any stretch. Thank you, Toby, by the way, for the 349 NZ. Up the New Zealanders, up the Kiwis. What's your podium prediction for this weekend? Oh, we'll get onto that, Toby. We'll get onto that, my friend. Don't you worry. All right. We will get onto that. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll give a full podium. Uh, obviously, I've got my. We, we've got we've got the uh, bangers and clangers coming. All right. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Thank you, Gladiator, as well for the two Aussie. Uh, got big Piastri Sprint W and Sergeant points vibes. Yes, of course it is a sprint this weekend. Yeah, man. First triple header with two sprints in, which hasn't gone down particularly well amongst the teams and personnel, but money money talks no I, th I think i think the sprints i still i still believe actually you know what yeah, let's, let's whack another little poll up actually that, that quickly reflects so what do you make of the austin gp circuit 38 percent of you think banger 52 percent of you think decent and then 10 mid one percent shocker so yeah it's, it's a pretty well regarded formula one track which is nice to see um, right, so the poll in question, um, I've just had a complete brain. F what what was I going to make a poll about? <laughs> Literally, my... Oh, sprints, there we go, sorry. Wow, Some, sometimes I'm like... Oh, Jesus. Um, what do we think... The sprint format has the potential to be great. Do do you do you think this? I'm not saying is it. I'm saying do you think it has the potential to be? Yes, no, um, or on the fence. Do you think it has the potential to be? Because look, so if you haven't checked out, I did podcast uh, last lap went out on Tuesday with Claire Cottenham, who's a F1 journalist. She works for race fans. She's been about the paddock for since like 2016 now. Um, interviews drivers, knows what knows what's going on behind the scenes, right? And I think that the consensus, you know, even she was saying, it comes to Saturday and you're right. And, and it's really difficult to instinctively differentiate between the Friday and Saturday qualifying because they are exactly the same format. Yes, they're a little bit shorter on the sprint shootout, but the format is identical. Like for me, the sprint needs to feel like I don't fundamentally have an issue with the sprint. I know that having Friday qualifying does mean that certain people will, won't be able to watch it because of work. I, I understand that. F1 is a global sport. There's always going to be time zones negatively and positively affected by any changes. Ultimately, I thought that was sound of Minton. It's what building work going on outside. Uh, <laughs> let me carry on. Um, 
fundamentally, I, I do think they can make it something that we accept over time, but not in its current format. I do, Zach, you, you say you prefer this format to, to, to last year, and I would say I agree just, I do agree just, but I still think more needs to to change, to make it feel different, to make it feel unique, to make it feel like a an independent spectacle that doesn't take away or doesn't confuse or conflict with the rest of the the weekend. If you're going to have this Saturday event on its own, and I still think one shot, I still think one shot qualifying, specifically for the sprint, would be a smart idea. Fernando Alonso agrees with me, so don't at me, at Fernando. Um, because it will just make it feel different. And then the race itself, I would mandate I'd mandate a one stop probably, to be honest, um, just to give that little bit of unpredictability in there, maybe. I don't know. That, that They're two changes that immediately would, would improve it for me. Would it do enough to make it distinctive enough? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe there'd, there'd be more needed, but I think that would improve it. Reverse grids, I've seen a few. That's not going to happen. I, and I don't really want that to happen either. Um, I just think one shot is... I think one shot, because you're relying on that one lap, all eyes on, like, it is going to probably, compared to a typical Q1, Q2, Q3 session, where each session you're doing at least two push laps, maybe even three, um, so you can afford to make a mistake and then go again. If it's just one shot, you've just got one shot and you've got to make it count, right? Separates the big dogs from the small puppies, you know? We'll see. Um, yeah, I know Carl. What was it when when Carlos sat down when Matt and Tommy suggested something, didn't he? But either way, either way, I I agree, and most of you agree. Fifty percent of you think this sprint has the potential to be great. Thirty six percent of you think are on the fence, and fourteen percent of you think no. So half of you believe there is a chance, and and more than half of you at least maybe. Carlos said reverse championship grid order. Yeah, and the thing is, look, obviously him him as a is a driver, he's just gonna think of that. Okay, what's fun for me? That that's gonna be a big, bigger priority in his mind anyway, versus like Fred Vasseur is like, oh, what's fun? What's fun for Ferrari? No, no, no. It's like what's actually gonna you know, they don't wanna be tripping over back markers. But obviously, as as the sport does close up, hopefully, from front to back, hopefully, maybe we'll look differently on these rules and on these sprints and maybe it will be a bit more competitive. Because for me, like the racing in the sprints has been just as competitive and dicey as in the races. You know, I think there's more of an argument. I think there's a bigger argument, right? To award points to maybe not everyone, but increase the point spread to make, I don't know, say points up to P15 so that, people who are P10 to P15 actually have something to fight for. Because right now, like, yeah, you might still see a little bit of a scuffle for P12, P13, but you're not going to take the same risks that you would if there's actually points on the line. But anyway, I digress. I'll tell you what, I went away last week and my ear has been like blocked for like a week and it's really annoying. It's really annoying. 
Any 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 recommendations, please? Um, but anyway, yeah, here's the constructor standings. Um, again, the fight for P7 is still very much on. Um, other than that, I mean, McLaren are only 11 off Aston Martin, so that seems inevitable. I'll try hearing harder. Don't you worry, Seamus, I will. Um, and even, I mean, look, what? Ferrari to McLaren is 79 points, which is not insurmountable. Not at all. I've yawned so many times, Peaks. I've, I've yawned so many times. Salt water, that sounds like the worst possible choice, DH. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where we stand. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, so, bangers and clangers time. And someone, I can't remember who you were, but someone in the comments from one of my more recent streams suggested we, we mix up the way we do bangers and clangers a little bit. And I'm going to give that a try. So shout out to you, whoever you... I did reply to your comment, but I'm sorry, I can't remember your name. But thank you very much. And thank you, Jorge, as well, for the uh, five Aussie. I'm, so, I'm assuming that's Jorge, not George. I'm going to say Jorge. Um, so MotoGP has come to Phillip Island, and I can also watch F1. What a weekend, Tomo. LFG, Jorge, the Martinet. You know what? I've been to Phillip Island. I've been to the track, actually. Um, when me and Ham were, were, were travelling down... Great Ocean Roadway. Um, I went to the track and they just let me in. They just let me go on, under the track and into the pits, and I was just mooching around. They had like a Lotus Elite, a Lotus track day. Sorry, um, it was quite cool. Phillip Island's cool track. It wouldn't work. There's like one bridge to get there. It wouldn't work with F1 at all. But it's a cool track. It's a cool venue. Um, so yeah, good stuff. Just a shame. I never really got the motorcycle racing bug. Just I've never been into bikes. Just n never like see it on TV. It just doesn't. It's it's weird, isn't it? Because fundamentally it's very similar, but there's just something about four wheels and a car that I love, and two wheels and a bike that I just have like zero interest in. But there you go. Um, cool, cool, cool. So right, bangers and clangers time. Starting with my predictions. Who do I think will be the race winner for the twenty twenty three? US Grand Prix. Now, it would be, you know, very safe to bet on Max Verstappen, wouldn't it? So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that, right? Between now and the end of the year, I'm not predicting Max to win at all because vibes, okay? Pure vibes. Pure vibes. Thank you, Zach, for the one night. And one to two drops of olive oil will sort your ear out. Oh, I don't know if I fancy trying that. Uh, <laughs> so, my... Race winner prediction for the 2023 US Grand Prix is Lewis Hamilton. Actually, hang on. Now, now could it could it be because of the the garment I'm wearing? Maybe. Is it because, given the pace Mercedes had? Last weekend, if Lewis hadn't crashed into George, it was on him. It was his fault. Um, the pace that the Mercedes seemed to have, considering how close Piastri was to uh, Max in the end, I think Mercedes could have been could have been right up there. Also, Lewis has a fantastic record around Cota. He's won five times, I believe. Uh, he's the winningest driver around Cota. 
not that it's been on the calendar for that long, but he, you know, and obviously it helps that it was during the period where he was, you know, top dog. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Lewis. I I've got a good feeling about this weekend. Um, I've got a really good feeling about this weekend for Lewis. We'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Maybe maybe the British bias has has gotten one over on me. As for your predictions. 1,460 of you voted and 43% of you went for Max Verstappen. 31% of you went for Logan Sargent, which is strong. I'll tell you that. Strong. 8% of you Lando Norris, 7% of you Lewis Hamilton. So, Lewis got the fourth highest rating from you lot. Just saying. Just saying. But I mean, come on, this is Logan's race to lose, surely, right? Surely. Surely, God, I love democracy. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. See, yeah, you like the see look, little format switch. Yeah, I'm glad you like it, Matt. We kind of go alternate, you know, alternate between mine and yours. And I, I like to do mine before I collate yours because I don't want to be influenced by what you lot are saying. All right, because you lot are washed and I'm fantastic. Okay, these are just facts. <laughs> the video froze, did it? It's all right on my end. Um, either way, probably. Probably technical difficulties here. Next, banger drive. Who's going to have the bangingest to drive this weekend at the 2023 US Grand Prix? For me, I'm believing in the Hass upgrades. Nico Hulkenberg is going to come. <laughs> red, red, red Hass, Hass ball. Ball has. Hmm. Either way, these upgrades, these had has upgrades. I, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. All right, I'm down in it. I'm down in it. Up the nose. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Cheated us with a thumbnail. Yes. I lured you, I lured you into a false sense. Hulkenberg, his tyres are going to be crisp and pure by the end of the race. Zero tyre degradation. Haas will have fixed it. Um, look, big upgrade, lot, lot of talk around it. Haas are trying to kind of taper expectations, but I'm not here for that. I'm here to see Haas get points. And that's what's going to happen this weekend with Nico Hulkenberg in the sprint and the race. Confirmed. That's my shout for Banger Drive. Your shout for Banger Drive is Lewis Hamilton. Live chat's calling me crazy for saying Lewis race winner. 21% of you gave Lewis Hamilton Banger Drive. Come on now. Make your minds up, people. Jeez. 19% um, gave it to Logan Sargent. 14% Lando Norris and 9% Oscar Piastri. So still a lot of McLaren love. A lot of Logan Love as well. He's made P2 in both race winner and banger drive. Come on, Logan. You got this, son. You got this for freedom. All right. Do it for do it for a kilometer. You know you wanna. Right. Banger drive for me, Holkenberg, for you, Hamilton. What about Clanger? Who's gonna have a stinker this weekend? <sighs> it's always there's not a clear and obvious thought process here, but combination of this team being this team and eh, it was okay last weekend 
I'm saying Carlos Sainz. I mean, he put it on pole last year, but consistency and Ferrari do not go hand in hand. I I've not got much to 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 lean on to be honest with this. It's it's a it's a bit of a pluck out of thin air. But surely Checo, surely Lance, surely Logan can't all have stinkers again. Surely. Surely. Well, listen. I'm saying science. You've said sergeant, which is uh interesting. So sergeant's second race winner, sec second banger drive, but then his top of clanger drive. Excuse me? 17% Stroll, 14% Perez, 13% Ricardo. Poor Daniel. I mean, yeah, you'd like to think he won't be in the car if he can't perform at his optimum. Okay? But um but yes, yeah, so a bit a bit of Ricardo slander. Not not not, not here for that. But 27% of you have given Logan Sargent clanger drive. But 19% of you gave him banger drive. So it's like Marmite. Love it or hate it, you know what I mean? Logan just, just dominates all the polls. Right, so banger team next. Which team is going to deliver? I mean, you already know mine. It's Haas, of course. I'm, I'm fully believing in this Haas plan, okay? I'm prepared to look like a fool because I have many a time in my life. And you know what? That's life. Sometimes you look like a fool, okay? You put yourself out there into the world and the world does not look kindly on you in return. Um, Hass, banger team. I've already said why. Your banger team is McLaren. Again, consistently McLaren have been your banger team, actually. Which, again, you know, shouldn't be a big surprise given the performance uptick since uh, Austria. 31% of you gave it to McLaren. 30% Mercedes, 10% Ferrari, 9% of you. Only 9% of you believe in the Haas master plan. Well, we'll see who's laughing on Monday when we do the post-race, yeah? Better be here for it. Better be here for it. <laughs> they just don't miss. No, they're, they're, their ability to miss is definitely skewed somewhat. Um, so there, that's your banger team. And then finally, Clanger team. Which team's going to let themselves down most and most of most? I said Ferrari because Ferrari are Ferrari and it happens. Um, it can't be Alpine because they've got, you know, um, Trent Alexander-Arnold invested now. So this is not possible. Um, Clanger team, I've gone Ferrari. You've gone Aston Martin, 21% of you. 18% Haas, 17% Alpine, 10% Alfa Romeo. Yeah, it's uh, Aston's trajectory. Their momentum is very much on the down. McLaren's is very much on the up. But we'll see. We'll see, Austin. The thing is, Austin is quite... I would say Austin's a good overall challenge for these cars, isn't it? I, I, would, say, I would say it's a good, like, you've got a decent amount of slow speed, you've got a decent amount of high speed, you've got a decent amount of straights. Like, it feels like one of those tracks that is very all-encompassing. Um, challenges on a lot of different, challenges your car in every possible way, which is probably why this will be a Max Verstappen Red Bull weekend. Let's be real, because they are across the board strongest, not just in slow speed, not just medium, not just high. They are seem to be quickest across the board anyway. Maybe with McLaren upgrades, maybe Mercedes getting closer, who knows. But generally speaking, that's kind of where we are. 
that's kind of where we are. But yeah, this is for sure my favourite US track. I mean, well, compared to Miami, which is the only comparison we have right now. Obviously, I love like Lagunas Echo and Sebring and Watkins Glen and all that. A lot of great tracks in the States. Um, cool. Okay. Bangers and clangers. Predictions, anyway. Are done. Now, um, let's take it to the floor, people. What are we saying? Live chat. We've been live for just over 32 minutes. So we've still, we've still got time to have a little, uh, to wag this chin, right? This chin ain't stopping wagging just yet, right? What should we talk about? Oh, comrade, Joe's helmet design. Yes. Joe Guan Yu's helmet design. Let's get the screen share up. Check my Twitter out, Tormo F1, if you want to. Um, right, Joe Guan Yu. Let's have a butch at Joe's lid design. I'll tell you what, this is a thing of beauty. Look at this. The detail on this is incredible. Like, it looks like leather. It really looks like leather. Like, look at it. It's stunning. This is one of my favourite helmets. F1 helmets I think I've ever seen. Like, the detail is just phenomenal. And it's nice that it's not too busy. All the sponsors are blacked out as well. Really like it. Again, audio-only listeners, I apologise. Um, Google it. Google Joe's helmet designed for the Austin Grand Prix, okay? And you'll see a thing of beauty. It looks like a basketball. It kind of does look like a basketball. You're not long. You're not long. You're not long. You're not wrong. I can't speak today. Um, Joe Gwen Yu's helmet. Very good. Um, Alpine. Well, actually, uh, I know Sky Sports F1 put together a, 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 a an all right graphic to uh, showcase... Uh, let's go to, where is it? The Alpine investment that's coming in, um, which is very, very interesting. More big names investing in Alpine. Here we go. Um, including Trent Alexander-Arnold, Anthony Joshua, Rory McIlroy as well. And uh, who's the fella who's dating Taylor Swift? Um, that that bloke's involved. Um, yeah. There's there's a lot of names there's a lot of names involved. Kelchi, there you go, Travis Kelchi. I you know what I'm really into my basketball at the minute. Is it, does anyone watch someone called uh, Jimmy Highroller on YouTube? Come on, some some of you must watch Jimmy Highroller because he does basketball stuff. And I've been like he's been my binge, my YouTube binge recently. Um, because I I like. I've I've never been to a basketball match, but I when when I went on holiday last week, I was I was there was a hoop and I was I was on it loads. Um, but yeah, yeah, Jimmy's quality, man. Jimmy's Jimmy's unreal. Kelsey, I was at Kelsey. My bad, my bad, funky, my bad. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, what what else what else is there news wise? There there was a, there was a little bit of uh, I know that formula. Oh, I don't want to get there. We go. Formula races um, posted something about rumors around Checo, um, which I mean, there's just rumors constantly around Checo. Uh, this was it, wasn't it? Red Bull to evaluate if Ricardo can replace Perez in 2024. Both drivers could drive along with Verstappen next year. Which look, I mean, uh, 
it shouldn't be a, a surprise that they are. Like, Daniel and Checo are both employed by Red Bull GmbH, not Red Bull Racing, not AlphaTauri. So they could be free to move them around. I mean, it, I, I still don't feel like... Checo's stuck in a rut at the minute, and I don't see how he gets out of it. This is the problem, right? I don't see how, how Checo gets out of the rut he's uh, he's stuck in. His basketball match not the correct game? Basketball game? See, that just shows how much... How much I'm not uh, in, <laughs> engrossed in the uh, in the culture of basketball. Um, yeah, I I don't see how Checo gets out of this hole that he's in. This is this is my um, this is my biggest kind of issue, right? Because you know, Ricardo can can come into AlphaTauri and do a do a decent job. I expect him to do a decent job. He was doing a decent job before before the injury. Um, Checo's got this pressure from from Lewis, who's going to want P two. You know, he's going to want to prove a point. I think Lewis is going to be very motivated to get P P two. It's time to go to Hooptown. <laughs> very good. I like that, Michael. Um, and it's just like, how does it get any better than this? Because you know, he's 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 he's, he's as far off Verstappen as he's ever been in almost three full seasons now at Red Bull. So, uh, I don't know. I do not know. I, I just don't know how Checo can turn this around. And I just, I just feel like this is just that. This is just going to happen, keep happening until he leaves. So that's where the whole rumours around him retiring. It's like, do I think he's going to retire in Mexico? I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think those rumours are substantiated. But, if he does, would I be surprised? No, I wouldn't be surprised because, yeah, it's just it's just it's just sad, really. And it's like, do you jump before you're pushed? You know, I don't know. Checo's been a, especially in twenty one, very good servant to to Red Bull, and you know, they don't have a Red Bull don't have the issue that McLaren are looking like they're going to have. Mercedes definitely have. Ferrari possibly might. Certainly would have more so if they had con made contact in Monza. They've got a clear one too. You know, we say about Stroll like being a liability for, for Aston Martin, but also if Aston Martin give Fernando a title winning car, there's not going to be any worries about who's won two. You know, if, imagine imagine if you've got, say, Mercedes and Aston Martin fighting for a title and what happens in 2007 happens again, which is that that in this case Lewis and George fighting each other and then Fernando comes through with no teammate anywhere near and like, I'll take that title thank you like Kimi Raikkonen did so yeah I don't know I, d I just think it's uh, it, I don't see things getting any better for Checo anytime soon because he's not comfortable in that car quite clearly there's a, there's a really good video from the race actually I watched yesterday that was talking about how these ground effect cars really expose drivers who aren't comfortable um and yeah, I just think we're seeing we're seeing that right now from Checo. So do I think Daniel would do any worse a job? I don't think he'd do any worse a job. I really don't. I really don't. Um, only one can win, exactly, Luke. Only one, only one can win. What else is there? Any other any other news? Any other stuff? Um, oh, it's me. Hello. Um, oh yeah, 
Red Bull, Red Bull livery. Um, Red Bull US Grand Prix livery. Uh, Mahad's, Mahad's not keen. <laughs> Mahad's not keen, but... What, what do we make of this Red Bull US Grand Prix special edition livery? I mean, it's it's not pleasant. I don't particularly enjoy it. Oh, yeah, F1 Academy. We'll get onto that as well, for sure. Um, uh, I, I, I don't love it. I certainly don't love it. It looks beautiful. Wow. Let's see. Look, beauty's, the, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Liam, Liam thinks it looks beautiful. Everyone else thinks it's dead. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's the Red Bull livery. Um, Haas also have a special edition livery for this weekend. Um, oh, and their special uh, suits as well. Um, these suits are actually pretty cool. I like these. They're, they're very smart. Um, but, yeah, the, where's the livery? They posted some. That's kind of a bit of a rubbish photo of it. These are a bit better. These, these are from the F1 game, aren't they? Um, Haas livery. Again, if anything, I, I like it less than, uh, than the Red Bull one. It just... Just it's just a bit of a mess. Just a bit of a mess, in my in my humble opinion. Okay, my opinion is humble. Um, actually, let's have a look at if Albert Fabrega has posted any, because Albert's the the guy to go to for for shots. Here we go, Albert of of the new side pods at Haas. Um, you can see how the opening's different. He's posted some. Uh, is the inlet how it's changed? This was before. This is after, uh, much more Red Bull-esque with the undercut um, on these Haas side pods. And then you've got the other side shot here as well. Go follow Albert, Albert Fabrega, on our, on Twitter if you want to get some, uh, get these kind of updates. But yeah, they're going to cook. I I'm confident that they're going to cook. Um, also, yes, F1 Academy, for the first time, which, I mean, it should have been like this from the start, but I guess better late than never, um, we're going to get F1 Academy um, racing this weekend uh, on the telly to be broadcast, which, again, look, the whole point of this series is to help motorsport get to a place where there isn't you know, there's, there's, I don't know, I don't know exactly what the split is between like kids racing, but the split kind of male to female is so heavily skewed male. And, you know, should it be that way? I'd argue it's that way for, for many reasons. And one of them is this, you know, lack of representation. Um, again, look, to any of you who think that women, aren't capable of doing it in motorsport at the top tier. My my response to that is that you only need one example to show that it is possible. And Michelle Mouton, yes, you have to go back to the 80s, but in WRC, which I'd argue is more challenging, just as physically demanding in a different way, um, in WRC... Um, fought with the best and and won and, and and was competitive at the very top tier of World Rally Championship. Danica Patrick, Lella Lombardi, there's there's plenty of it, of examples. But you know, when Jess um Hawkins did her she did a chat with Matt 
on the Sky Sports F1 podcast and shit, it's a numbers game. And I, I completely agree. You know, even if you tick every privilege box, even if you're male, uh, live right next to a brilliant karting facility, have billionaire parents, even if you tick all them boxes, the chances of you actually getting good enough to reach Formula One, to get the super license points to get into Formula One, is still tiny. So then when you think the portion of, of, of people participating, the, the skew is 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 not is, is massive and then that's that's a huge reason why um Danica, look that you might say Danica's not a good she, she's she's won events in IndyCar I know she won that I can't remember the event she won but she's won at least one event in IndyCar which is no one's asking for this no one's asking for a woman driver to come through and be the greatest of all time it's just someone will eventually get through and the more visibility there is um the more chances that F1 Academy won't need to exist. Because I don't think anyone, like that was the whole thing with W Series, right? The whole mission statement with W Series is that we don't want this to have to exist, but if you can do the job of getting female faces into motorsport and in front of people watching and young kids watching, young, you know, give young girls the... Because look, that's just human nature. We look to people who are like us, like share characteristics with us you know when we're looking at role models it's not it's not the definition of what you don't need to fit every single you know age race gender like you don't need to fit all of that to be a role model but i'm just saying that you know seeing people who are like you in various different ways makes them more appealing as a uh as someone to look up to so yeah hopefully look hopefully it helps get get the idea of of, of 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 a female racing driver getting up to the top eventually as a more kind of cognizant thing in our minds, you know. And also, look at the end of the day, it's more racing, and whether it's F three, F two, Freca, F one Academy, whatever, racing's racing, you know. But we'll see the F1 team nomination thing. Yeah, you got Bianca is McLaren. So there, yeah, there's a, there's a few there's a few um, a few things getting announced now, which is cool. But we'll see. We'll look, we'll see in time. We will see in time, won't we? Um, anything else, chat? Anything else to touch on? Um, particularly, my shirts. Any, anything else we haven't we haven't discussed? Um, Helmut Marco Lee. Oh yeah. So, to be honest, I've not actually read too much into this. So there's been a few. There's been a few articles knocking about talking on. Confirms people are trying to redefine their powers following co-founder's death. Hmm. Yeah, so I th I think that well, there's a lot there's a lot of rumors knocking about around Helmet, and I mean understandably so. I mean, the, I don't really I don't really get the value of look. Is it maybe it's probably maybe it's naive to, for me to say that just from the outside looking in, but the value that Helmet Marco is bringing to this team. You know, yes, 
10 years ago, you know, when they were on the, well, even more than 10, more like 15 years ago, when they were starting, you know, I, I think in this position that they're in now, I think he's more of a hindrance to that team in every sense. I think he's more of a hindrance because he's just opening his mouth constantly all the time. I think he's more of a hindrance than a asset to that team, in my opinion. Um, again, I, I don't work with the guy. I, I don't know for sure, but I can't imagine. Again, from a PR point of view, from all of these stuff that he's just saying constantly to undermine drivers, to undermine Christian Horner, like because he just he's just talking constantly. He's like he's like he's in Big Brother. He's like a twenty-four hour stream at home, and he's just talking all the time, just saying things like. That's meant to be my job, Helmut. That's meant to be my my job. So, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I I don't understand why anyone at Red Bull would push to to hold on to him because I don't think that the team's changed and it doesn't need him. I don't think the team needs him anymore, and I think his approach. You know, he was the one who. He was the one who, which again. I, th I think the Vries deserved the opportunity, but ultimately, I'm a fan from the outside looking in. He he should have that. He's that's his job to bring these new young drivers through, and De Vries wasn't cut out for it. Even though you know Christian didn't really want De Vries. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see in time. Um, right. You know what? I think. I think we're going to wrap this now. I've not got too much more to say. Uh, thank you all for joining me today on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are listening, watching. Thank you, everyone, in the live stream. Liam, Mood One, I Know A Place, James, Zelaney, RV, PP, Poppy, Cyril, Ronan, Ola, Seamus, Epic Gamer Boy, Comrade. Uh, thank you all for joining. And, yeah, um, I might do a post-sprint wrap-up, maybe, on Saturday. Actually, no, I won't. No, I'm out on Saturday, um, so I won't be able to do that. So I'll see you on Monday for the post-race chinwag for the 2023 US Grand Prix. I hope it's a good one. I hope you have a good time watching it. Stay hydrated, be good, be well, be happy. And I will see you on Monday. Also, go and watch my Alex Albon video now about the trainers. It's linked in the top of the live chat. Bye, everyone. <laughs>